0: Chapter eight of the Silver Bear This is a Librivox recording. All Librivox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit Librivox.org. Recording by Robert Doolan Board Game Basics Podcast The Silver Bear by Edna Adelaide Brown. Chapter eight Sunday Morning The vacation classes were not to begin for a week but one afternoon Lucy and Dora went around by the Lincoln School to see whether anything interesting had happened. They knew the place well, for it was their schoolhouse. The pleasant big building was different from a school in a city because it stood in such large grounds. There was no fence, only a green lawn with a number of elms and maples. Sometimes, when the weather in June grew very warm, the teachers would take the children outside, Each class would gather under a tree and read and spell and have geography lessons sitting together in the pleasant out-of-doors. This was a nice way to go to school. The children found most interesting preparations going on. Near the building under the largest tree stood two long tables with benches on either side. There was always a pole with a net for a basketball which the big girls played but now there were two swings in different trees and a slide and a sandpit. To wait until next Monday was hard, but it was nice to have something to look forward to and to wonder how many of their friends were going to the vacation school. When Sunday morning came, the children woke with a realisation that they would have only once more to go to bed before the proper day arrived. Now that there was no Sunday school, Mrs. Merrill told the little girl she wanted them to go to church. You may wear your necklaces, she said. Dora kept the bear in a tiny pink pasteboard box in her small drawer. The bureau in the children's room was an old-fashioned one with a drawer on either side of the looking-glass. The right-hand one belonged to Lucy and the left-hand one to Dora. The two top Big drawers were Lucy's, and the two bottom ones were Dora's. The string of corals stayed in a wee wooden box with a picture pasted on the top, which Lucy thought very beautiful. It was of a boy flying a kite, and Uncle Dan said his name was Ben Franklin. Lucy supposed this was a joke until in a library book she read about a man of that name who experimented with electricity by flying a kite then she was suspicious of uncle dan when the children were dressed for church they put on their necklaces and went downstairs father and mother were ready and they started early so as not to have to hurry for june was certainly proving rather hot lucy and dora walked together in front the way to church was pleasant along a tree-shaded street and past the lovely flower gardens every september In the Westmore Town Hall, there was a flower show, when people picked the prettiest blossoms from their gardens and brought them where everybody could enjoy them and decide what kind of flowers they would try to raise next year. When the family reached the church, the bell was ringing and people were going in or stopping to talk on the steps. Mrs. Merrill spoke to Mrs. Escott, but Lucy and Dora went demurely in. Just inside the door they saw Mr. Beckwith. Dora knew that he was standing there so that, if any strangers came, he could welcome them and show them to a seat. She wished he would say, Good morning, Miss Merrill. May I show you and your sister to a seat? How far front would you like to go? But Mr. Beckwith only smiled at the little girls. He knew that Lucy and Dora could find their usual seat the church seemed very quiet with pretty shaded lights falling through the stained-glass windows some were partly open and the woodbine outside waved slender tentacles across the frames as though it wanted to see what was going on inside roses in vases made the air sweet ladies in light summer dresses and children in white were sitting here and there in the pews after the bright sunshine in the street "'the shady places in the high-rafted roof seemed pleasant. "'Mr. and Mrs. Merrill came and sat down beside the children, "'and Mr. Merrill found the first hymn and gave the book to his wife. "'Lucy and Dora found it for themselves, "'and then they sat quietly while the organist played. "'Presently the music changed into a hymn, "'and then in the distance sounded voices. "'This was the moment Dora liked best of any.' She loved to hear the music grow nearer and nearer and to see the choir come in with the little boys in front, many of whom she knew. But Eddie, George, Francis and the others scrubbed and brushed with very smooth hair and clean white cotters, walking slowly as they sang, looked quite different from the rough and tumbled little boys she saw outside of church. Uncle Dan was almost always one of the last to come in, Today he was last of all, walking just before Mr. Thorne. Dora thought he looked very nice and watched to see if he would glance at her, but Uncle Dan did not lift his eyes from his music. He went slowly up the chancel steps and turned to the right. Robert Armstrong, walking with him, turned to the left. When they took their seats, they were on opposite sides, facing each other, but Dora knew that With the last hymn, they would walk out again together. This morning, Uncle Dan was sitting where Dora could see him plainly, and after the hymn was finished and Mr. Thorne began to read some scripture verses, he did look down at his sister and the children. When he caught Dora's glance, his eyes smiled at her, though his face remained grave. Dora liked the music and the service. She could find the places in the prayer book quite well better than Lucy could do, but she never cared for the sermon. Mr. Thorne talked about things that were interesting only to grown people. At least, Dora supposed that older people found them interesting. Uncle Dan seemed to like what he was saying, for he looked steadily at Mr. Thorne as though listening. At first, Lucy tried to listen to the sermon, but Mr. Thorne used such long words that she could not decide what he was talking about. So she looked about the church and saw that Olive Gates was wearing a pretty new hat with a wreath of roses that made her look like a rose herself. Then she looked at the flowers on the altar and the coloured lights falling through the stained glass windows on either side of the church and saw, sitting in Mrs. Carroll's pew, the lady who had been at the picnic and who had asked her mother's name. Lucy also read two hymns dora did not listen at all first she looked at mrs butler who sat in the pew in front the sunday was so hot that hardly anybody wore gloves and dora admired the pretty rings with the blue and white stones on mrs butler's fingers she wished that mother had rings like them then she looked at mother's hands clasped in her lap they were not as white as mrs butler's and the nails were not rosy and shiny and she wore only one ring a plain gold one but the next moment Dora thought of the many things mother's hands found to do for them cooking and sweeping and sewing and washing there was hardly a moment when they were idle and they were so busy that one never stopped to see how they looked they found time to do pleasant things too making a dress for Dora's doll teaching Lucy to knit "'giving baths to the little girls "'and rubbing Uncle Dan's sprained shoulder. "'No wonder they were not white and soft like Mrs. Butler's hands. "'Next, Dora thought of her dear bear "'and tucked in her chin and twisted the chain "'so she could see its bright eyes. "'She thought they compared very favourably "'with Mrs. Butler's blue stones. "'Mr. Thorne was still preaching, "'so Dora looked at the stained-glass windows.' The one nearest to her was beautiful, with lovely soft colours, and it told a real story. In the foreground stood the boy, David, with his sling and his stones, and across a brook was the giant Goliath and the host of the Philistines. Dora knew that story, how David went forth alone and fought and defeated the giant. Above the picture were some words which Dora spelled out, Go, and the Lord be with thee. There was more about the window than just the picture. It had been given by Judge and Mrs. Winslow, whose son went away to fight in France and to help keep the world a safe place for little children to live. He did not come back, and so this was a new story window in the church where he used to go. Dora looked for a long time at the slender young David. He seemed such a boy to have done so much. Why? Had Mr. Thorne finished his sermon? Dora stood with the rest of the people. In a moment the choir would sing, and Uncle Dan was going to sing alone. Dora liked to hear her uncle's voice, and so did everybody else. She was pleased to see how attentively they listened, and that Mr. Thorne seemed to enjoy it too. All the time that Uncle Dan was singing, some gentlemen were taking the collection. Dora and Lucy put their pennies in the plate when Mr. Beckwith passed it to them and then stood while the money was taken up to Mr. Thorn. Church was almost over. People would kneel again to pray and then the choir would sing the last hymn and go out and everybody would go home. When they were leaving the church Dora felt somebody pat her cheek and put an arm about her. It was Olive Gates and the two smiled at each other. They were pleased with Uncle Dan's music but they did not need to speak of it. "'What a cunning bear!' said Olive, taking it in her hand. "'Don't you like its green eyes?' asked Dora. "'And it makes real little bear prints with its feet.' "'I inked them on the indelible pad, and it's left little tracks on a piece of paper, just like a real bear.' "'What is its name?' asked Olive, just as Uncle Dan came beside them. Olive's face turned a pretty soft pink and her eyes grew bright. Dora didn't answer. She had never thought of naming the bear, and this was a serious omission. All the afternoon she considered different names, but nothing that came into her mind seemed just right. End of Chapter 8 Recording by Robert Doolan Board Game Basics Podcast